Hello and welcome to episode 123 of Inside Job with V and Pam. This week, V is solo and talking about clarity. She shares a three-word sentence that can change everything. She offers some thoughts on cleaning out mental clutter and the root of resentment. And she asks two questions that can guide you to your clarity every time. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we have found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. Hey there, this is Virginia. Before we head to today's episode, I'd like to tell you about a couple of offerings from Vila Bassi Transformational Coaching. The first is a free oracle card reading. This is a brief introduction into the ways that oracle cards can bring you clarity and help you remember what's most important to you so that you can find your next right action along your life journey. The second is a mini coaching session. If you're curious about coaching or cards, or just have a couple of questions before you dive in deeper, you can find the links to both of these in the show notes. And I look forward Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Inside Job with V and Pam. This is V, and I am here solo this week. Pam herself is well and is stepping away. She will be returning to us as soon as she is ready. And in the meantime, when you think of her, please send her a hug. So what I'm bringing to our table this week is a three-word sentence that was written by Brene Brown. If you know me, you know that I am a pretty big fan of Dr. Brown's work. Her TED Talk and writing on vulnerability helped me shape my initial coaching work, as well as some personal work. These days, I find I'm talking more about clarity, which is also a topic that Dr. Brown has touched upon quite a bit. So I've been wondering to myself, am I pivoting? Am I looking for the next thing? But what I've thought, what I've come to realize is that vulnerability and clarity are actually close cousins. They're pretty tightly related. Vulnerability is a deep and intimate sense of honesty with ourselves or with someone else. And part of the reason it feels risky is if we are in a relationship where the relationship matters, right? So I spent a lot of my first year's coaching talking to people about vulnerability and honesty and forgiveness. 
and I am recognizing that honesty is essential for clarity. When we ask ourselves questions around clarity, we have to be honest. If we're not honest with ourselves, then what are we doing? So I feel as though we've come around from vulnerability and honesty to clarity. And the three-word sentence, if you haven't already guessed, is this, clear is kind. I read that a while back. I believe it was in Dare to Lead, a great book for leadership. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Clear is kind. It's it's much kinder to be clear. Nobody's questioning. Nobody's wondering. Everybody knows where they stand. Great. Super. Perfect. Um, and I have thought about it as my own understanding of clarity has begun to evolve. I've been thinking about this more and more. Clear is kind. When we are clear, who benefits from that? Well, if we're interacting with someone else, then first off, the other person benefits from it because when we're clear, everybody in the equation knows where we stand, right? If I am going to give a clear statement rather than over-explaining, I will say, no, thank you, or no. A dear friend of mine recently reminded me that no is actually a complete sentence. So when we say no or no thanks, we are giving very clear answers. Rather than no, because list of reasons, list of reasons, list of reasons. And as a recovering people pleaser, one of my oldest habits that I have been really focusing on breaking is over-explaining. Why? Because when we over-explain, what we are really trying to do is not give the other person more understanding and clarity. <laughs> what we're doing is trying to persuade or convince them that what we're saying is accurate or correct. Also, we are trying to justify or rationalize to ourselves when we over-explain. I am justifying my choice or my behavior, and here are all the ways that I'm reminding myself that what I'm doing is okay. I'm essentially giving myself permission. That's not always clarity. So remember, and I'm saying this for everybody in the room and raising my hand, when we can give a clear statement, we are being kind to the other person. Here's the thing about being kind, quote unquote. The other person is not required to like your answer. You can say no, and the other person could say, well, I don't understand, or what do you mean no, or that's rude, or that's not what you said before. That's beyond our control, right? If all we really have control over is ourselves, spoiler alert, it is, then the other person is going to respond or react how they're going to respond or react. So if we're being clear, we're being kind to the other person, even if we are making them uncomfortable or unhappy or however they want to label it. There's a difference between kind and nice. So being kind means that we are stating the honest truth without question, without ambiguity, right? Whether it's a yes or a no, 
There is clarity there. Clear is kind. Everybody knows where we stand. Being nice means that we're being polite. We are making sure that we don't tread on someone else's feelings. And often, as a result, we tread upon our own feelings and our own boundaries. This is often a reason that people are unclear. Let me take that back and rephrase that. This is often a reason that I have been unclear in the past, is that I would rather have agreement than clarity. So what does that mean? That means that I will either manipulate somebody to get the answer that I want or go along with them to keep from rocking the boat because I don't want to upset anyone. That is being nice. That is not being kind or clear, if that makes sense. So clear is kind to the other person. We Everybody knows where we stand. There's no ambiguity. The other person doesn't have to like it. It's what it is. It's a condition, not an objection, as a friend of mine recently said. Who else benefits when we are clear? Who else gets the benefit of our kindness when we are clear? Well, we do. We ourselves benefit from our own clarity. How is that? Number one, no ambiguity, or I should say less ambiguity, because I find I'm still ambiguous with myself. (laughs) But less ambiguity. We know where we stand. And that comes from knowing our core values, from knowing who we are and who we want to be. So clarity frees up our mind space, our cognitive space. When we are clear, we don't have to remember the story that we are making up because there is no story. When you speak from a place of clarity, you're speaking from a place of honesty, a place of vulnerability from your heart, right? When you're speaking clearly, even when you know that the other person is going to be uncomfortable, you can say no, and it may make you uncomfortable too. It's not an exercise in comfort. It's an exercise in clarity. So when I am clear and I say no, even if it makes everybody uncomfortable. I am clearing cognitive space because I don't have to remember all the reasons why. When we start to give reasons why, the other person or another part of ourselves can come more or less, quote unquote, combat those, right? Can come back to those objections with a different opportunity or a different perspective or a different suggestion. And then we get caught in the the trap of trying to talk our way out of it. Again, I've been there. (laughs) So if there's no story that we have to explain or justify or tell ourselves is true, if we are just speaking from a place of truth, There's so much more cognitive space because we don't have to file that story away and try to remember the details. When we are clear to ourselves, we are reminded of where our boundaries are. 
and clarity gives us a chance to reassess our boundaries. Boundaries probably deserve an episode of their own. (laughs) What I will say is that when we have fuzzy boundaries, we set ourselves up. How do we do that? By not being clear. I know that sounds a little circular. I'll explain. When we have fuzzy boundaries or when we have no boundaries, we are essentially broadcasting to the world, come on in, wide open over here. I'm open to anything. Anything is possible. And yes, anything is possible. Not everything is possible. When we pause and give ourselves time to really consider it, We, each of us, hold a set of values, of truths. It's what creates our essence. It's what we are essentially made of. When we've done Word of the Year here, Pam and I have talked about core values like honesty, transparency, assuredness, joy, steadfastness, loyalty, bravery, courage. These are all descriptive words that that tell about us at our core as who we truly are. So when we know who we are, we can set clear boundaries and say, basically, this is what I'm willing to accept. This is what I'm not willing to accept. When we have fuzzy boundaries, when we're not clear on who we are, we'll accept everything and then sort through it. That can be exhausting. And also, we start to get irritated because everybody seems to be dumping their stuff on us. And we think, why is everybody dumping their stuff on me? Oh, it's because I have no boundaries. Lack of boundaries creates resentment. Resentment is ill will or it's defined as ill will or indignation at something perceived or regarded as a wrong, an insult, or an injury. And the key words there are perceived and regarded because our perception is our reality. If I believe that you mean something, even when it's not what you mean, that's my version of the of the incident, right? That's why people say there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and what happened. At its core... Resentment is anger at ourselves for not having stronger or clearer boundaries. I'll say that again. At its core, resentment is anger at ourselves for not having clearer boundaries. It's resentment. We turn it out toward other people And you've heard this, I'm sure. It's like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. We are upset, disgruntled, annoyed, insulted, offended. The other person's just going about their business. We're the ones carrying the wound, carrying the story. And I'm not saying that condones the behavior. I'm saying that it's up to us how we receive something. That's part of clarity also. So... Whether we are engaging with someone else and offering clarity in an interaction, or whether we are doing our own inner work and looking for more clarity within ourselves, 
again and again, and I find that clarity comes down to two questions. And here's how we can address this. Here's how we can address over-explaining. Here's how we can address resentment. Here's how we can reset our boundaries and maintain them and come home to ourselves again and again. With these two questions, these clarity questions, who do I want to be and how do I want to show up? When I can honestly answer those questions for myself in any given interaction, in any given situation, I have clarity. Who do I want to be right now? Do I want to be a leader? Yes. Okay. How do I want to show up as a leader? Do I want to provide firm boundaries? Do I want to provide inflexibility? Do I want to provide opportunity for collaboration? Do I want to drive the bus? Do I want to delegate? How do I want to show up as a leader? When I answer those two questions for myself, for me, leadership is encouraging collaboration and still holding the vision clear for everybody. That's my definition of leadership. You may have a different one. We all do. So when I remember who I want to be and how I want to show up in this situation, it allows me to take whatever that next action is. Make sense? So if I'm going to be a leader who encourages collaboration, my first step may be to call everybody together and say, okay, this is what we're looking at, whether it's a situation or an opportunity or a challenge. This is what we're looking at. Let's hear some ideas. That's step one for me, to hear what everybody thinks. Ultimately, as the leader, it's still up to me, depending on what it is. And the more collaboration I encourage, the more I build relationships. That's a core value of mine, building relationships. If you have a definition of leader that's different and you have core values that are different, you're going to come up with a different next step. Neither one is right or wrong. They are only what's best for us, what helps us stay aligned with our values. So when we ask ourselves the two questions, we get centered again and again. We remember again and again who we want to be, how we want to show up. And then we take that action. So what? What's the good thing about that? The good thing about it is that, again, it frees up our cognitive space. We don't have to act a role or pretend to be somebody that we're not. We can show up as ourselves. Also helps us give less fox. And yes, fox is a a euphemism. You decide what it stands for. When we give less fox, we free up cognitive space. We free up cognitive load. And giving less fox has gotten a bad rap. People say, oh, I couldn't give one more fox about that. I gave my last fox at the office. All my foxes are gone. I don't have any more fox to give. Understood. It's not that we don't care when we give less fox. We do care. It's that we care enough to choose ourselves in that moment. So even if I say, whatever, I got no fox to give about that. I'm choosing myself and saying, I'm not willing to put my energy in that direction. 
let somebody else handle that. That's not where I need to put my energy or where I choose to put my energy. So having clarity, asking those two questions, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? Gives us the opportunity to find clarity, to remember what's most important to us, to return to our core values, to come back home to ourselves, and to start giving less fox. And when we give less fox, we create more space. When we create more space, we open ourselves to possibility. We open ourselves to opportunity, to connection, to creativity, to rest, to nourishment, to replenishment, whatever it is that you need. So clear truly is kind. And when we give ourselves and the people around us the gift of clarity, everybody wins. Trust me, even if they don't feel like they're winning in the moment, even if you feel the discomfort and the tension, I get that. Sometimes that's a necessary part of the process to start the cleaving away. And sometimes that's a necessary part of the process to invite other people to remember where they stand as we remember where we stand and decide if we are still standing side by side. I know, easier said than done. This is just what rolls through my brain pan. (laughs) So, my friends, I'm going to leave you with this quote by Brene Brown. Daring to set boundaries by being clear and giving less fox, that part I added. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love yourself even when you risk disappointing others. So when we talk about boundaries, when we talk about clarity, when we say, I have no fox left to give, what we're saying is not, I don't care. We're not building a wall. We're not shutting people out. We're not disengaging. Well, we could. That's not always, not usually very helpful. What we're saying is, I don't give a fox because I'm choosing myself. So we'll be talking about boundaries soon. We've spent a good amount of time together today just talking about clarity. So we'll talk about boundaries another time. Until then, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a true joy. I hope you have heard something that's given you pause or something to consider. And until we meet again, please take the very best care. Thank you so much for listening today. To share your comments, your questions, your ideas, and to reach Pam directly, please email coachpamdavis at gmail.com. If you'd like to find out more about Virginia's work, please visit her website, www.vlbassi.com. We look forward to joining you again next week. And remember, change is an inside job.